Welcome to True Parenting Audio, episode 39. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to reignite your child's love of learning, even if they say, I hate school. I'm going to start off our podcast today with a quote. This is one of my favorite Albert Einstein quotes. He said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. So we're a few weeks into the school year, and I hear all the time from parents, parents that I work with and their kids, that school struggles and homework and all of the the worksheets and the things that come along with going back to school are some of the biggest struggles that parents face with their kids. I hear far too many kids out there saying things like, I can't stand school. I can't wait until school's out when school just barely started. And I also hear far too many parents and children, when I talk to them about learning and education, they completely equate that to school. And I want to get rid of that idea of school being our only place of learning and throw that out and get a whole new idea about learning and education as a whole. So today we're going to talk about a few different reasons why kids don't like learning or don't like school. And I'm going to give you three specific ways to help turn that around again and to help your kids return to that that curious state they had as a little child. When I was a kid, I absolutely hated math. When I went to school... I would go and I would try to find all kinds of elaborate ways to get out of my math homework and my assignments at school. I remember having fights with my mom over my homework and telling her that it was already done and all kinds of things to try to get out of my math work. I used to say to her all the time, when am I ever going to use this? This is so boring. But my loving mother was patient with me. And despite all of my objections, I continued with my schooling. I graduated from preschool and from kindergarten and from grade school and then on to middle school and high school and all the way up till where I am now. And the truth of the matter is that I actually ended up loving school. I loved to sit in the classroom. I loved to soak up the lectures. But... There was a period of time where that wasn't the case. Have you ever heard these kinds of statements from your school-aged child? If you have, 
Don't worry. Don't freak out. It happens with most kids. Truth is that it's actually more common than it is rare. But here's the thing. It really doesn't have to be that way. And the amazing thing is that kids go from a situation where they're so curious. They're always learning. They're looking for ways to increase their knowledge and their skills on a regular basis, on a daily basis, without any prompts or any direction from us as adults, really. They actually seek out learning. They do experiments day to day. They look and see what works and what doesn't. If we think about even a newborn child and how they scan the room and they look at our faces and they're constantly learning what expressions mean, what words mean, and how to get mom and dad's attention. By ages two or three, kids are starting to learn to walk and crawl and talk and they add incredible amounts of vocabulary every single day. And from there, they move into ages four and five, that toddlerhood when their favorite thing to say is, why, 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 why? They look inquisitively at leaves and branches and a butterfly, and all of these things are new and amazing to them. And they go out and search for these things, and they're learning constantly. But something strange happens when we start to put them into a formal setting of education. That sense of astonishment and excitement they have tends to fade, and some of that motivation starts to fall away. And we start to hear things like, I hate school. So what happens? Why do they start to lose that fire? Why is it that they go from excited and knowledge-seeking to bored? and knowledge avoiding? The answer is simply that we sit them down in a a chair and tell them what they should care about. We're always trying to entice them and incentivize them to care about things that are seemingly irrelevant to them. They go from full experiential sorts of experiences to here's a worksheet, write down all the right answers, and we'll give you a big red A on your paper when you're done. Maybe you'll even get a gold star. The problem is they don't even know why they're doing the worksheet in the first place other than we said so and they could generally care less about the gold star. The very reason I hated math when I was young was that I didn't care about it. It didn't seem like it was relevant to me. I couldn't see the value and I just simply didn't care. But the amazing thing is that later on in my education, I was put into a couple different classes that required much more difficult mathematics, but they were applied mathematics. I took a science class, and all of the formulas that we studied applied to solving a problem that I actually cared about. Later on in my education, I took a statistics class that, again, used math that I had never used before. And yet I loved it because I was solving a problem that I actually wanted to solve. The math made sense and I wanted to spend the time learning how to do it so that I could reach the solutions that I wanted to understand. I was recently listening to an interview 
with Seth Godin, who is uh, a business entrepreneur who has written many, many bestseller books and has some incredible insights and understanding of of business, but also just self-improvement and and concepts of learning and education as a whole. And they asked him what he thought we can do to teach kids today to be independent learners and thinkers. I found his response very insightful. He said that when our kids come home from school with a report card that has two A's, three B's, one C, and maybe even possibly a D, instead of quickly responding with, you're a better student than that, you need to get those D's and C's up, or responding by simply praising the A's and B's, we could say something like, wow, it looks like you really enjoy those specific classes that you got the A's and B's in. What is it about those classes that excites you? What have you been doing in those classes that has led to that success and excellence? When we really understand what drives them and what they're interested in, then we can respond and help them to duplicate that success or to focus their energy in a direction that will help them be successful overall. The thing is that this type of response often takes a drastic internal change for parents. It requires that we actually have a paradigm shift in how we approach grades and education in general. And we see their experience in school as a piece of their education and their learning as they grow up and as they find their passion and dreams and the things that they want to excel at. Now, that doesn't mean that kids don't need to learn how to read, write, and do mathematics because those are essential skills to so many other areas. But the trick is to help them to see that those skills are going to help them achieve the other things that they're wanting out of their education and their learning. So if we have kids or we see other kids who are in that situation of, I hate school, what can we do to reignite that love of learning that they had as, as a toddler and a baby? How can we bring that natural curiosity back to life again? I believe that the true answer is to give them back the torch. So what's that mean? To give them back the torch means to put their learning and education back in their hands. We can help them by truly understanding what it is that makes them tick, what they really care about, and tailoring their education to that. There's a great New York Times bestselling author named Daniel Pink who studies and teaches about motivation. He suggests that there are three major components of human motivation. He identifies these three key components as autonomy, mastery, and purpose. I believe that these are the keys to passing our children back the torch to their education, help them to relight that fire again. So what are these three things and how do we give that back to them? First is autonomy. The message here is to give them some freedom to explore and discover for themselves, not demand that they go down a certain pathway with their education, but we help them to look for things that are interesting and that pique their curiosity. 
My wife and I homeschool our children, and we consider their education not necessarily to be just a few hours in the middle of the day, but throughout their whole day from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. That doesn't mean that the whole time is spent in front of a desk or doing worksheets, but we encourage them to explore and to look for things that are interesting to them. And then when they find something that's of great interest to them, to study it out, to figure out the questions and the answers to those questions that are relevant. We actually ask our children what they want to learn about and then tailor the basics, reading, writing, and arithmetic, and those sorts of things into those contexts, into the context of those things that they're wanting to learn about. I realize that the public school setting or maybe even other school settings are different than our homeschool situation is, but they, these same things still apply, and both teachers and parents can allow for autonomy in our children's education. And we can ask those questions about what they care about and then find ways that their education applies to those things. The second principle is mastery. In this area, we can allow them to define excellence and encourage them to reach for personal excellence rather than seeking to just get a good enough grade or just get by, but to find a skill that they're truly interested in and to excel and to try to master that skill because they want to. As an example, my children, all three of my boys, just recently had a, a lesson with their mom about early explorers as one of their projects they wanted to create some replica ships that resembled the explorer's ships and so they went and they looked in the encyclopedias and online and found these ships and they went down to grandpa's shop and created these ships and you can imagine that the differences between my eight-year-old, six-year-old, and four-year-old ships were immense. They were huge. And the, the level of excellence and the level of mastery with applying specific detail and also the workmanship of the actual project was drastically different. But each of them worked as hard as they could to make their ship as, as good as they possibly could make it. And each one of them was so excited when I came home from work to show dad and to tell me all about the things on the ship that applied to that history lesson. The third principle is purpose. A good metaphor for this is that if you were to ask me to go out in my backyard and dig a hole, and then you were to come out and look at that hole and say, way to go, good job, here's a gold star, and then ask me to refill that hole, I would think of that situation as a punishment. It would be miserable and I would be angry that I had to dig this hole just so that you could refill it. But if you ask me to dig that same hole with the same dimensions and you walk out and we place a tree in that hole, and we water that tree, and we fill it in, 
and we watch that tree grow, now that hole seems purposeful. My kids love Legos, and Legos are a wonderful, motivating, purposeful factor for them learning math. They like to go to Walmart and pick out their favorite Lego set, and if they don't have any money for those Lego sets, they can't purchase them. And so all along the way, in order to select the Lego set they want and find out how much money they have and how much that Lego set costs and then what the change would be if it came back and all of those sorts of things, it gives them purpose to learn how to count money, how to add and subtract, and all of the skills that go along with purchasing something at the store. And this is a practical skill also. It's no longer just answers on a page, but it gives them purpose and lets them see why they're learning these different math skills. So let's review really quickly the three principles that allow us to reignite our children's educational fire. The first is autonomy, the second is mastery, and the third is purpose. If you want to learn more about this topic and how to make education a priority to your child and to permeate their life with learning and education, you can also look at trueparenting.net, make education a priority to your child. And that's just another article that I wrote a while back um, along this same, this same topic. Too often we try to put a square peg into a round hole and we try to pigeonhole our, our children into a specific way of thinking and learning. And not all kids come the same. And so I know that these, these three principles that we've talked about help children to re-engage in the process of learning and education and to love learning again to be excited to go to school and to learn something new that they know will fulfill something purposeful for them. So I hope that these three principles have been helpful to you and that this podcast has been helpful. Please go on over to the blog and leave some comments and let, let us know what you do with your kids to help keep the learning alive with them and keep them interested and excited about their education and to fuel their curiosity. And what are things that your kids are excited about? What are they really good at? When they don't have to be doing anything, what kinds of things do they gravitate towards? Leave some of your thoughts in the comments. And I know that the issues that revolve around school can also be a point of great frustration for parents. And so if you haven't had a chance to, get over and... Get your quick calm toolkit at trueparenting.net slash quick calm toolkit. And you can sign up for the email newsletter and get some amazing resources to learn how to better manage your own emotions and be stress free and calm yourself in situations where you feel like you're going to lose it and just be a whole lot happier with your kids and your family. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We're so grateful for each one of you that comes over to the blog and shares your thoughts and ideas. I love to get emails from all the parents out there that have been utilizing these skills and 
and sharing them on Facebook and with your friends. And so if you have any questions or you just want to drop a message, please email me at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. And I hope these skills today will help you in reconnecting with your children and helping them reconnect to their education. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again soon.